is your life going? Could you use some improvement somewhere? Typically, we could all use a little push, guidance and transformation. Welcome to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. In this enlightening hour, you'll hear from experts to help you get to that next level. Are you ready to have some fun and get motivated? Here is your host, Dr. Faith Brown. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning to all of our listeners, both domestically and internationally. Thank you so much for making this appointment radio. Um, Before we get started, I'd really like to give a shout out to all of our listeners out in Sweden and Canada, India and Japan, Mexico, Colombia. What's up, guys? What's up? Russia, China, France, and Italy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope that we've been able to share some uh, gems that will help you just advance uh, your agenda in one way or the other, and we are hoping for the same today. And for all of our domestic listeners, thank you guys so much for your love, for your support. We love getting your questions. We love getting your comments. So thank you so much uh, for tuning in today. And um, unlike the past three programs, we're actually going to open the phone lines today because we have someone very, very special with us uh, to answer some very important questions regarding intimacy. So if you would just get ready, get your pens out, get your uh, pencils out, get your computers out, get your smartphones out, we're going to open the phone lines, prepare your questions. The call-in number is one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. It is the goal of Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with me, your host, Dr. Faith, to bring you some real answers to some very, very tough questions. And towards that end, we actually have a wonderful, wonderful OBGYN with us today in the person of none other than Dr. Barbara Simmons. Good morning, Dr. Simmons. Good morning. How are you? We're really, really, really well this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to to have you um, as one of the goals of this program is to eradicate all barriers to laughing loudly and loving deeply And to that end, we're hoping to eradicate any barrier to intimacy. And I can't think of a better person, a better point person to address some of these concerns than you. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. It's not a problem. I'm happy to be here. I send (laughs) greetings and warm weather from the ATL hotline. Ah. Ah, rocking rock my home state. I love it. I actually love it. So for those of you who have not had the privilege of researching or working on any level with Dr. Simmons, I'd just like to give you just a little taste of her bio to just give you some idea of the richness of this resource that we have with us today in the person of Dr. Simmons. She is an OBGYN and is also rocking uh, an MBA. So not only is her medical game on point, her business acumen is on point. She is a New York native. She attended Cornell University and completed her medical training at SUNY Health Science Center in Brooklyn. She uh, completed her residency at NYU Medical Center. And after completing 
completion of her residency, Dr. Simmons then relocated again to my home state of Georgia, where she received an academic appointment at Morehouse School of Medicine. She's been practicing, uh, been a practicing board certified OBGYN, OBGYN for the past 25 years. And during her career, she has been specializing in high-risk obstetrics, infertility, and general gynecology. She has delivered well over 3,000 babies to date. <laughs> wow, and Dr. Counting. Simmons. Still counting. Wow, Dr. Simmons. Her special interests include minimally invasive gynecologic surgery and the treatment of uterine fibroids. She, of course, has published many articles for medical journals and has appeared on the Discovery Channel's birthday program. She currently serves as assistant professor at Morehouse School of Medicine, devoting part of her clinical time to the training of medical students and OBGYN residents. My, 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 aren't we a lucky bunch this morning? Thank you so much. So let me ask you, Dr. Simmons, having practiced for 25 years, what has been the number one complaint of women coming into your practice, walking into your practice, that seem to present to be a barrier to intimacy? Well, let's see. We can think about this in terms of decades of life. Obviously, uh, when a woman is younger, maybe mm-hmm. in her late teens and early 20s, her number one complaint or obstacle to intimacy may be vaginal odor. Okay. I think when women are, are young, mm-hmm. a lot of them are taught that the vagina should not have a smell at all. Okay. That there shouldn't be any kind of liquid or fluid coming from the vagina. Well, this is a fallacy. Okay. The vagina actually is a very amazing organ. I like to tell my patients that it's a self-cleaning organ. Ah. The vagina should have some mild lubrication, and it does have a very, very mild smell. I mean, Prince said it best. He actually recorded a song called Pheromone. Pheromones (laughs) are, that's the scent that attracts the male to the female. So this is very natural. It's a very natural scent. Okay. So the vagina should have a very mild scent. Okay. Now, some women are not comfortable with their natural scent, and they feel that something is wrong. And that brings them in to see their gynecologist. Okay. okay. Now, there are some uh, problems with vaginal odor. If the odor is pungent... Okay. If it's fishy, if it's loud, then there is a problem there. Okay. But I really want women to understand that the vagina is not scentless. That okay. you do all have a mild, natural smell. Okay. If, so if the smell is disturbing to you or disturbing to your partner during intimacy, then there probably is a problem requiring a medical examination. Okay. So that's a barrier to young women is okay. the, the, the whole concept of smell. Okay. To a woman that has already started having children, may be in the throes of childbearing or maybe has even completed childbearing, 
one of her issues is it doesn't feel the same anymore. Mm. Obviously, if you have had a vaginal delivery, the vaginal muscles have stretched to allow this infant to come through the birth canal. Okay. The vagina is a very forgiving organ. It stretches and then it goes back to shape. Now, it's okay. not going to be the same okay. as it was before you had a baby because along with the vagina stretching, you have the pelvic floor, which supports the vagina and supports your pelvic anatomy, your uterus. Those muscles do tear a bit during childbirth. Okay. And because they do tear, there will be a little laxity of the, the vagina. Okay. Right. So some women complain that it doesn't feel the same to them. They don't get the same orgasmic experience. Okay. Or they may say their partners complain about the difference in how it feels. It doesn't feel quite as tight. Okay. Now, there are some solutions to this problem. The number one solution is doing exercises. Okay. Primarily exercises called Kegel exercises. I think okay. a lot of women are, are familiar with this. Kegel exercises are done by simply tightening the vaginal muscles and the pelvic floor muscles. These can be done while you're driving. This can be done while you're standing, while you're sitting, while you're doing the dishes. You just contract your pelvic muscles, hold them for a few seconds, and release. Okay. And you do that um, for about 30 minutes to an hour, and you can do it on a daily basis. Just like with any muscle, the more that you utilize the muscle, the, the more you increase the tonicity of the muscle. Okay, the stronger so that it gets. that is the first and easiest and simplest way to try to restore some tone to the pelvic floor and the vaginal tissue. Okay, okay. Sounds simple enough. Yes. Now, <laughs> I don't sounds- know if you want to start getting into some of these new surgical and cosmetic procedures that are now being done um, to attract women to, quote-unquote, rejuvenate their vagina. And there are several procedures that are now um, available. I have to say this, though. The American College of OBGYN, which is the governing body of obstetrics and gynecology, as well as the American Society of Plastic Surgery, are not particularly sanctioning these procedures. They are saying that there's further scientific studies that are necessary to determine whether these procedures are really efficacious or successful. Okay. Because they are cosmetic procedures. But nonetheless, there are many, many women who are opting to have these procedures if they are complaining of laxity of the vaginal muscles and decrease in sexual gratification either by themselves or their, or their partners. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, this is some rich, rich, rich information, Dr. Simmons. We thank you so much. There's a lot that for us to cover. 
but we're going to break to commercial and we're going to be right back. Again, the call-in number is one 346 9141 We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and with Dr. Simmons today. We're so happy to have her as our guest as she is like just dropping gems on us as it relates to uh, eradicating barriers to intimacy uh, in relationships. And we just happen to be talking about the vaginal environment as a a potential that could house potential barriers to intimacy. And Dr. Simmons, I'd just like to go back to something that you mentioned earlier um, as it related to chronological age and um, maybe perhaps life events with women and how they are viewing their bodies. And in particular, you mentioned young women and the natural odor or or the natural environment of the vagina. You'd mentioned that sometimes they are not they are uncomfortable with that. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, the perception of a partner when there may appear to be a problem there? I'm not sure that a lot of the partners may necessarily either one get it or understand that that is a signal that something may really be wrong as this uh, topic at the topic of today's program is entitled, Oh honey is more than just a headache. Um, So will you expound just a little bit more about that? That sometimes we take our cues environmentally. Sometimes we take them from ourselves because we know our body well enough to know what's going on. But then there are times uh, depending on how we're socialized, 
where we're taught that there are problems with our bodies if there is any kind of odor. Can you just elaborate a little bit about that? All right. Well, let's uh, let's go back to biology, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> the vagina uh, maintains an acidic environment because there are about 10 or 11 different species of bacteria and fungi that normally inhabit the vagina. That's called the flora. Okay. The flora is very balanced, and that balance is what maintains the acidic pH of the vagina, keeps the vagina healthy. Okay. That pH can be altered by a multitude of reasons. One of the number one reasons that women come into my office is because of vaginal discomfort, vaginal odor. Okay, most likely the pH has been thrown off. And what throws the pH off? It's so many things, but I'll mention a few. Great. Um, Using chemicals of any kind, douching, is an absolute no-no. You're never supposed to put any kind of chemicals in the vagina. Chemicals will alter the pH or the um, chemistry of the vagina. Um, Listen up, women. Listen up. Listen up. That's an important point. Strongly perfumed body products. I know they're sold on um, uh, at the drugstore. They're sold at the grocery store, they're, but they're not they're not healthy for women. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they have chemicals in them and perfumes in them that will alter the pH of the vagina. I'm talking about the, the vaginal sprays and the the scented uh, feminine products. All of those okay. chemicals alter the pH of the vagina. What about bubble? What about uh, women who prefer bubble baths? Bubble baths also are notorious for changing the okay. pH of the vagina. Okay. You should use mild soaps. Okay. Very very mild soaps. You don't want any heavily perfumed soaps. If it smells really good to you, then it's probably not good for the vagina. <laughs> even even good the rule other, of thumb. Excuse me. Even. Um, your detergents, if it okay. smells really good, it's probably not good for your undergarments. You should wash your arm undergarments out with mild detergents, mild, um, mild soaps even. Okay. Sleep without underwear. Let the vaginal area breathe. Avoid wearing tight garments like mm-hmm. um, skinny jeans. That doesn't allow air to circulate. And when air doesn't circulate, you have sweat, and with sweat comes pH changes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Important point because we have a lot of women, a lot of us wear, you know, our yoga pants to the gym. You know, they're pretty tight, and for an extended period of time, whatever time it takes to get in the gym, get our workout on, we're pretty wet all over, you know, and depending on the distance from the gym you know, to home, that environment can remain somewhat um, somewhat moist unless, of course, we are, you know, showering at the gym and changing clothes. And, and I gather the same for folks who uh, swim routinely. I would think that would present the same, yeah. a, a similar issue. Absolutely, absolutely. The key is to quickly dry off and change and put on some dry clothing. Okay, okay. So for all of our men out there, there are some there are some legitimate reasons for her to say honey is more than just a headache. Is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. And believe it or not, (laughs) um, sex can also um, create pH changes in the vagina. But let me say this. If you have sex and notice a pungent odor, 
during, or after, chances are the pH is off, and it, this requires an examination and possible treatment. So remember what I said. The odor is mild. The vaginal odor is mild, and everyone okay. has their own distinct odor, which women should get comfortable with what their particular smell is like. Okay. okay. That smell cannot be changed. That is a natural smell. Get comfortable with what your natural smell is. But if the smell is loud, pungent, fishy, then you have a problem. Okay. Then that okay. requires um, a, an examination and treatment. Call your doctor. Get an appointment. Absolutely. Get into the office as soon as possible. Well, that actually and just bring- FYI, I want to make this point. Six million okay. cases of vaginal infections are seen each year in the United States. Very, very common problem. And you do not even have to necessarily be sexually active at the time to experience these issues. I want okay. to keep that in mind. Very, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to just kind of circle back in a little while about the vaginal rejuvenation procedures. But before we go there, since we're on the topic of uh, the the vaginal environment, is there any reason, any reason, Dr. Simmons, that sex should hurt? Sex should never hurt. Okay. And that leads us into a whole nother topic. There are a plethora of medical conditions that can cause painful intercourse. Okay. And, and, and they're legitimate, gentlemen, for all the gentlemen <laughs> who are listening. They are legitimate. And I'm going to talk about the two mainstay issues that women experience. Please um, do. Which cause, which cause pain during sex. And the formal name for pain during sex is dyspareunia. Okay. Yes. Uterine fibroids and endometriosis. And we can talk about each of those in detail. So let's talk about uterine fibroids first, shall we? Shall we? We Uh, shall. The uterus is a smooth muscular organ. Uterine fibroids are a, a, a component of the uterus. It's a proliferation or an increase in the muscle of the uterus. It actually forms a ball. And it's firm and hard, and, it, and they grow on the uterus. Now, they can grow on the surface of the uterus. They can grow in front of the uterus, in the back of the uterus. They can grow inside the cavity of the uterus. They can be singular. They can be multiple. They can be small. They can be large. Okay. Uterine fibroids are, are primarily non-cancerous, with less than 1% of those having any kind of cancer cells in them. Okay, so it's a primarily non-cancerous condition, but it's an extremely common condition. Okay. Okay. What it causes is, the pain? The pain is due to the size of the fibroids okay. or the location of the fibroids. Now, there are many women who have them who may not have any symptoms at all, but as fibroids become larger, And depending on where they are located, this is what creates the pain. Because if they are located, say, on the the front of the uterus, behind the bladder, then during sex, the fibroids are going to push up against the bladder, and that's going to cause discomfort. If the fibroids are in the back of the uterus, then during intercourse, they may press on the rectum, and that can cause pain. And if they're large, obviously, you have this 
big bulky uterus during Mm -hmm. uh, intimacy, again, just the bulkiness of the fibroids in the uterus may cause discomfort. Wow. Wow. Listen up, guys. That's important. That is important. Now, fibroids are um, seen in women of childbearing age because fibroids are estrogen dependent, meaning that they are formed and they grow when women are producing estrogen. Women produce estrogen after puberty. When they get Mm -hmm. their cycles, they're starting to produce estrogen, and they stop producing estrogen when they reach menopause. So this condition is seen in women during their childbearing ages, which is somewhere between late late teens and up to probably 50-51. Okay. And you mentioned endometriosis? Endometriosis is another condition where the lining of the uterus, called the endometrium, this is the tissue that sheds during a woman's menstrual cycle. Okay. This tissue obviously is meant to exit through the vaginal canal and out. But with endometriosis, what happens is that tissue, that lining, goes backwards. That's called retrograde flow. Mm -hmm. The fallopian tubes are connected to the sides of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes are open on their ends. So when the tissue goes backwards or retrograde, the tissue goes through the fallopian tubes, and out through the end of the fallopian tubes and then lands on surfaces inside the abdominal cavity or the pelvis. The tissue can land on the ovaries. The tissue can land on the bladder, on the bowel, on the rectum, on the appendix. Wow. And this tissue is living tissue. So in other words, it is responsive to the hormones that women are making continuously. So every month when she has her cycle and her lining is bleeding, shedding and bleeding, wherever that tissue is located inside the abdominal cavity, it is doing the same. The difference is that that tissue is bleeding, but it cannot escape because it's internal. So then after the bleeding stops, those Implants, we call those implants, mm-hmm. they start to scar. Wow. It's wow. The scarring and the internal bleeding that causes the pain. So one of the number one complaints of women with endometriosis is pain, painful menstruation and or painful sex, dyspareunia. Wow. Dyspareunia. We're going we're gonna to break to commercial once more, Dr. Simmons. Thank you so much. This is such great information. All of us are learning here. We so appreciate it. You guys, we're gonna, when we return, we're going to take your questions. The number again is 1-888-346-9141. 1-888-346-9141. We'll be right back.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to have Dr. Barbara Simmons with us today, OBGYN, who is able to shed light on some of the major challenges presenting as barriers to intimacy and relationships. And we're trying to eradicate those today. And if you are enjoying the program, if you're gaining insights, uh, something that will advance either your conversation with your partner or with your 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 medical consultant, we ask you to drop us a line at either askdrfaith1 at gmail.com or feel free to call in with your questions. The number again is 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. While we have this wonderful resource in the person of Dr. Barbara Simmons with us today. And Dr. Simmons, I just want to go back to something you'd mentioned. You were talking about that tissue, that retrograde tissue, one that it is um, living tissue and it can be virtually anywhere. I think I read someplace at some point that that tissue can even land sometimes outside of the abdominal cavity and some very awkward places, even in kneecaps, if you will. So when she's having pain or she's having cramps during that time of the month, that she can actually have pain in almost any area of her body at that time. Is that correct? Well, yes, the tissue can be outside of the pelvic cavity. Um, It would be difficult to reach the knee because the knee is, um, there's there's no... uh, communication between the pelvis and the knee. But the tissue can uh, end up in the lungs. The tissue can end up uh, in, in C-section scars, if you will, underneath the skin. Um, the tissue can end up um, on the liver. So it can end up anywhere inside the abdominal cavity. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. And causing pain. It can definitely cause pain. And in, in some cases, if it ends up in the lung, um, women may actually have, um, they may actually spit up blood when they're on their cycle. This is wow. rare, but it can happen, certainly. Wow. So what are some, what are some common um, pre- either preventive techniques or treatments for fibroids or endometriosis? One, just, just regular medical treatment. And then secondly, what can couples do to minimize pain? during during intimacy well for let's let's talk about fibroids first if if a woman is symptomatic from fibroids in other words if she is having pain if if this is affecting her intimacy she has a couple of treatment options a non-surgical treatment option is uterine fibroid embolization okay this is a non-surgical treatment option. This is performed by an interventional radiologist. This is not performed by a gynecologist. Okay. This procedure actually is recommended for someone who has completed childbearing. And what the procedure is, is uh, injecting um, inert particles into the major blood supply to the uterus. The two major arteries supplying the uterus are called uterine arteries. And so the interventional radiologist under fluoroscopy or x-ray will isolate the uterine arteries by going through the groin, going through the femoral artery, finding where the uterine artery branches off from the femoral artery and inject inert um, substances um, like particles into the uterine artery. This decreases the blood flow to the fibroids, which causes the fibroids to shrink in size. Okay. So this is obviously a, an, an option for someone who's done with childbearing. Again, we don't recommend women doing this who want to continue having pregnancies. Um, and it's, um, it's considered non-invasive. The recovery time is short, um, anywhere from a couple of days to a week at most. So the downtime is limited. And uh, someone who's very active who can't take off time from work, this is an excellent option for. Okay. So that's option number one. Option number two is surgical. Again, depending on where she is in terms of um, her uh, childbearing desires, will determine what kind of surgical options there are for her. There is a procedure called myomectomy, which is simply the removal of the fibroids and reconstruction of the uterus. So in other words, we just take the fibroids out, we just remove them, and put the uterus back together, and leave it intact. And this is for someone who is sparing their fertility. Okay. Okay. This is a major procedure. Now, there are a couple of ways to do it. It can be done robotically, meaning it can be done uh, through a belly button incision and a robot going looking down into the uterus and removing the fibroids. It can be done that way or it can be done open, where we actually make an incision in the abdomen, open the abdomen, and do it wow. that way. Okay. Uh, all of that depends on the expertise of the physician, the number of fibroids that are involved, and various factors. But okay. those are the surgical ways um, that this can be accomplished. And then lastly, um, if a woman truly is done with childbearing and 
does not want to have the uterine fibroid embolization done and wants definitive surgery. She wants to know that these fibroids are going to be gone and mm-hmm. over and done with, then hysterectomy okay. um, is an option, and that's removal of the uterus completely with the fibroids contained inside the uterus. Obviously, this is a major surgery. Depending on how large the uterus is, there are various ways that we can perform this procedure as well. We can perform it minimally invasive, meaning if the uterus is not too big and bulky and we feel that it can fit through the vagina, we can either remove it through the vagina. That's called a vaginal hysterectomy. We can remove it robotically, and by removing it robotically, we put the robot, we put the camera down in the uterus, I mean, excuse me, into the abdomen. We disconnect the uterus from the pelvis and we pull it through the vagina. Mm Mm-hmm. Or um, we can do an open procedure where we actually open the abdomen and remove the uterus that way. So, again, there are multiple ways that we can perform these procedures. And depending on what procedure we do, that will determine your downtime, your hospital stay, you know, all all of that. Okay, um, but re- now, removal means means assisting though with or eradicating pain associated with intimacy. Absolutely. If okay. we remove if we remove the fibroids, remove the uterus, then the pain should be alleviated as well. Okay. Okay. And for endometriosis, endometriosis is a bit more difficult. We call endometriosis the great masquerader. Um, hmm. There are oftentimes, and, and we are frustrated in the gynecologic world um, sometimes with our treatment options for endometriosis. Um, we have medical treatment, okay? Um, endometriosis obviously flares up more when you're on your cycle. Okay. Because, again, this is live tissue, and every time you have a cycle, remember that live tissue, wherever it is, is bleeding. And after it bleeds, it scars. So... If we're able to stop you from having cycles or menstruation, we can try to decrease the amount of pain you're having on a monthly cyclical basis. Okay. So we can accomplish this with medication. We have, um, we have a, a plethora of medications that we can use. Okay. We can, stop, we can stop your cycle with an injection. We can stop your cycle with oral contraceptives. We can stop your cycle with um, a progesterone-releasing intrauterine device. Okay. We can do laparoscopic surgery, meaning put a camera down into your abdomen and visualize where these implants are and either surgically remove them or destroy them with laser. Okay. Okay. But destroying them with laser is only useful in addition to stopping your menstruation after the fact. Because even if we destroy the implants wherever they are internally, when you have your next cycle, the process will continue. And is that because um, estrogen feeds endometriosis and feeds fibroids? Is, is Is that the basis for that? Pardon, ask that question again. Is it is it because this is estrogen-based? Do, do we want to get rid of um, 
get rid of the lesions because or 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 that a woman would continue continue to feel pain even afterwards because estrogen is still on board. Absolutely. As long as you're still having cycles, the process continues. So we want to decrease your estrogen source, your estrogen supply. Okay. Okay. Very good. So, um, guys, this is this is I think some very very helpful information. We know that the problems exist; they are real, and there there is treatment available, and there is help in the area of alleviating and eradicating uh, barriers to intimacy. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Simmons. And before we go to break, I just want to uh, go back to uh, this vaginal rejuvenation procedures that you'd mentioned earlier, uh, because the, uh, the, the, the vaginal, the vagina itself can change after childbirth. You were talking about the tonality has uh, the capacity to change. Can you just give us a couple of names of those vaginal rejuvenation procedures that you mentioned earlier? Okay, now there are some brand names, and I'm not going to name any of the brand names. Sure. If anyone's interested, they can, you know, do a Google search. But there, um, there's a procedure that's called revirgination. Okay. Um, where the hymen, uh, and the hymen is the, the, the tissue that covers over the vaginal opening um, that is torn when, women, when a woman starts to have sexual intercourse. By putting the hymen back together, we have, quote-unquote, revirginated a female. So okay. that's one procedure that's done. There's another procedure that's called clitoral unhooding. The clitoris, obviously, is, is, is the sensation center uh, of a woman's enjoyment during intimacy. So some um, physicians are uh, removing the tissue that covers the clitoris or the hood of the clitoris to allow the actual clitoris to be more responsive to stimulation. Uh-huh. There is the G-spot amplification. Um, okay. Some of us know about the G-spot, which is supposed uh-huh. to be the sensitive area of the vagina. It's the front wall of the vagina. Um, by injecting collagen into this wall, um, there's, uh, the theory is that this will increase pleasure, mm-hmm. um, then there are also um, procedures that use either radio frequency or laser on the vaginal tissue themselves. The theory there is that by using these energy sources, you cause the vaginal muscles to contract, which uh-huh. will then tighten the vaginal orifice to allow for increased pleasure during intimacy. Wonderful. Wow. Wow. There are options. There are options. So just saying it doesn't feel the same isn't something that one has to live with. With careful research, one can take a look at some research, do careful research on some of these procedures, seek out perhaps a board certified. Is it OBGYN who would be performing this or a cosmetic surgeon who would be performing this, Dr. Simmons? It's generally done by uh, a gynecologist who has specialized okay. in either urogynecology or this like a subspecialty um, pelvic surgery, vaginal surgery. Um, but it's a it's mostly a gynecologist, someone who does obstetrics. Probably is not going to want to do this type of a procedure. 
Mm-hmm. So you should you should seek out more of a subspecialized urogynecologist or pelvic surgery uh, subspecialist. And okay. let me just say this: these are considered to be cosmetic procedures, and because they are cosmetic procedures, they are not generally covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. These are going to be cash paying procedures. Got it. Got it. Well, I think you've just eradicated one more barrier. Tone, a lack of tone should not to no longer be a barrier to intimacy because there's something that can be done about that too as well. <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much. So we're going to cut away actually to our final break. You've been listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and Dr. Simmons. And when we come back, we're going to deal with body image, body image pre and post Uh, delivery, which is, I think, is a very hot topic right now in pop culture, Dr. Simmons. So uh, guys, hang in there with us. We will be right back. You've been listening to the sounds of Angela Christie um, on, on the radio. So stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a rich discussion and trying to eradicate barriers to intimacy. I tell you, an hour goes very, very quickly when you are, uh, one, enjoying the information that one is sharing, and secondly, when it is helpful and insightful. So we have to thank Dr. Simmons for being with us today. And Dr. Simmons, you know, I just want to address, you know, this one thing that uh, we find quite popular in pop culture right now. I hear it in my office. I hear it in discussions among women, and it's 
can be quite heartbreaking and, and gut-wrenching uh, when I hear it in particular because uh, it's, it's necessary for life to bring life and um, it's just something that we tend to live with. So here is my question. Here's the question we get or the comment that we get. My partner is not attracted to me after my pregnancies. What can I do? Every time I hear that, you know, it breaks my heart and I see the anguish on a many a women faces regarding this issue, be it because of stretch marks or what or, or, or a little pouch, a lingering pouch that perhaps one partner or the other has said, you know, I'm no longer attracted to you, you know, in the way that I was prior to you getting pregnant. Can you shed a little insight about that? What can she do, if anything? Okay, well, <clears throat> all right, so let's talk about pregnancy, which is the most glorious experience the most glorious. <laughs> humans yes. can, can, uh, can have in, in this life, the most glorious experience. Okay, certainly there will be physical changes after a woman has a baby, but let me just say this. Okay. Uh, a healthy weight gain during pregnancy is about 25 to 35 pounds. Okay. Okay. That's in a woman that starts out her pregnancy at her normal body weight. Okay. And normal body weight should be determined by your body mass index, your BMI. Okay? okay. And you can Google what your BMI should be for your height. Okay? Okay. All right. If you are starting out your pregnancy above your ideal body weight, then 20 pounds is probably uh, about the most uh, you should gain. Okay, of course, you know, some women gain more uh, than what we advise, okay? Mm-hmm. And then it makes it a little bit more difficult to restore their body back to pre-pregnancy. But if you gain what we have um, suggested as uh, the most acceptable amount of weight, then you should have relatively little problems getting back to your pre-pregnancy weight. Also, breastfeeding, which is the best thing that you can do for your child will help you quickly lose your pregnancy weight. So that not only does it make your baby healthier, you know, with uh, immunity and, and intellectual development, but it helps you get back to your pre-pregnancy weight. So okay. breastfeed, breastfeed, breastfeed. Okay, okay, that's number one. Okay, so say you did gain more than then you thought you should have or your doctor thought you should have, you've now delivered and you're several months down the line and your body just doesn't look the same. Okay, obviously, when you're pregnant, your abdominal muscles are going to stretch. And, yes, they're going to be a bit lax. Okay. okay this is where exercise comes into play. Um, anything that strengthens the core will help your abdominal muscles. Okay. okay you can't spot reduce. That's not going to work. You have to... Um, Reduce overall to get the weight off, but, you know, of course, you can strengthen the abdominal muscles with core exercises. Don't overdo it. Just stay consistent. Okay. Okay. So we have just a, just about two more minutes. Can you tell us what, this, what women can do in terms of minimizing the impact on their ego around, you know, this whole body image pre and post? Just understand, your body is going to change. Your body's going to change after you have a baby. That's okay. the way it is. Your body is going to change again when you reach menopause. You're going to have a different distribution of, your, of fat. 
um, estrogen is responsible for the way a woman's body looks. When she's younger, her body is more pear-shaped with fat okay. distribution going to the hips and the buttocks, okay. giving you that pear appearance, slender waistline and hips. When okay. you are older and you're menopausal, the fat distribution changes. The fat dis- distributes more around the abdominal muscles and you become more uh, apple-shaped. But again, um, just be comfortable in your own skin. Okay. Continue to exercise. Exercise is good for everyone. Okay. Be consistent. And if push comes to shove, there are some cosmetic procedures now which can help you get rid of that abdominal um, pooch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's cool sculpting, which is a non-surgical procedure where they freeze the fat around um, your problem areas, and by freezing the fat, your body will dispose um, of, of the fat. It actually decreases the amount of fat in your fat cells by freezing them and destroying them, so your body will eliminate them. So okay. that will kind of spot reduce. There's also liposelection where... The problem areas are selected specifically where they can actually suck out the fat from the areas that are disturbing to you without you having a full abdominal plasty procedure or a tummy tuck just to have okay. the, the fat sucked out. Um, okay. So there are okay. some cosmetic procedures that will help you get rid of those problem areas. Okay. Okay. Dr. Simmons, thank you so much. Um, Body image is such an important issue for women, both, you know, whether we're pregnant or not, pre and post definitely. But thank you so much for sharing all of these wonderful insights that will help us to eradicate all barriers as it relates to intimacy. Male female, your, you know, whatever your opinions are, whatever your mindsets have been heretofore, just know that there is help available. So thank you so much to all of our listeners, both internationally and domestically. Help me to thank Dr. Barbara Simmons for being with us today. We appreciate it. We ask all of you to tune in with us again next week. Uh, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, follow us, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Dr. Faith Brown. Uh, you can find us there. Guys, until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Take a little time to laugh a little louder and love a little deeper. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Faith Brown hopes to speak to you again next week. And remember to always make time to laugh and love.